Welcome to Passion Life Church. Well, welcome to this, as we conclude the end of this series called Think. It has been uh, an amazing journey, and I've heard a lot of compliments on how it's helped uh, people. And today, as we conclude our Think series, uh, we've been talking about our thought life and, and, uh, and just how, what the things that we think about. And you say, Pastor Phil, why is that so important? You know, Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7 says, For as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. You know what's interesting is that word is, is really just like a state of being. And if I were to ask you today, so what is your state of being today? I mean, what is your parenting state of being if you're a parent? What is your relational state of being? What is your financial state of being? Because in reality, we are where we are today because of our thought life, our, because of the things that we, we think about. You know, at some point in our lives, we've embraced some type of pattern of thinking that has got us to where we are today. And you know what? People usually arrive at the destination of what they have embraced to be true about certain things. And here's the great news about today. If you don't like where you're at, if you don't like uh, where your state of being is, do you know that that can change? Because if you can change your mind, you can change your life. If your mind can shift, then your life can shift. Can I hear a good amen today? I love that because that's the great news. Our mind can be renewed. So if I want what God has for me, I have to renew my mind to what God has and he's placed in my heart. And so some people look at their life and they go, you know, my life is not where it's supposed to be. I've received Jesus. What's going on? Well, we need to renew our mind. I believe today is going to be a great game changer in your life. I believe it's going to help you so much. Today we're going to talk about light and darkness. If you have your Bibles, let's look at Luke chapter 11, verse 33. Luke chapter 11, verse 33. Jesus is talking and he's going to talk about light and talk about darkness. And in verse 33, he says this, no one, when he has lit a lamp, puts it in a secret place or under a basket, but on a lampstand that those who come may see the light. Would everybody say light with me? Come on, say it loud. Say light. Verse 34. The light of the body is the eye. Therefore, when your eye is good, your whole body is also full of light. But when your eye is bad, your body is also full of darkness. Verse 35, and this is what we're going to focus on today. Therefore, take heed, Passion Life Church, take heed. Phil Valdez, take heed. Come on, take heed that the light which is in you is not darkness. And that's a pretty odd statement. Would you agree? Jesus spoke that, and I looked at it, and I said, what does that even mean that, that we are supposed to take heed that the light that is inside of us be not darkness? Well, I'm going to explain that today as we talk, because I think when we talk about light and darkness, a lot of times when you hear the word darkness, people think about dark places. And I think that we can be confused sometimes about when we hear or you hear talk about demons or you hear talk about the devil. How much power does the devil 
really have? How much power does the devil really have? Because, you know, when you look in the Bible, especially Colossians chapter 2, verse 15, and there's other tons of scriptures, it talks about how the devil is totally defeated by what Jesus did on the cross. Not only did he die, but he beat death, hell, and the grave, and he rose again. And the Bible says that that resurrecting spirit I love this, gets on the inside of us. And the Bible says that the same spirit that res Christ from the dead dwells in you, it will quicken your mortal body. Come on, can you get excited? Anybody have that resurrected spirit of Christ on the inside of them? All right, nobody does. Okay, then I'm going to give an altar call right now. How about that? Come on, I know it's a little hot in here. Anybody have the resurrected spirit on the inside of them? Come on, can I hear a good amen? On this hot summer day. Colossians tells us in Colossians 2.15 that Jesus having disarmed the power and authorities. He made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them by the cross. So today the devil is totally defeated. But then here comes the question. Pastor Phil, if the devil is totally defeated, then why, when I look at the reality of my life, it looks like there's so much trouble? Why does it look, when I look at the reality of my life, that it seems like, man, he's coming against me? Anybody know what I'm talking about? I mean, he's coming against me, but I thought he was defeated. When I look at the reality of my life and I look at what the Bible says, man, how is he operating in my life? Well, I'm glad you asked that. And I've always said this. We have such an intelligent congregation. I'm telling you. You guys ask the most incredible questions. And I'm so glad that you just asked that question. So let's agree. How many of you would agree today that the devil, the enemy, operates in darkness? How many of you would you agree with that this morning? Just put up, put up your hand. How many of you agree, would agree that the devil does not operate in light? Let, let, me, let me see your hands. Let me see. How many of you would agree with me today that the enemy does not, that operates in total? He loves to lie. He operates in lies. Let, let me see your hand. How many of you agree? I agree. It's good that we agree on some things. How many of you would agree today that the enemy does not operate in truth? Let me see your hands. He does not operate in truth. So when we talk about light and darkness and where the enemy operates, it's important what we understand the word darkness to mean. What do I mean by that? In the Bible, the word darkness means ignorance. The word and the Greek word for darkness, when Jesus is talking about in Luke chapter 11, verse 35, he's not talking about dark places This is very important. He's talking about darkness being ignorance. And so that's how the Bible defines darkness. So it's not talking about the absence of a light bulb. It's actually talking about when it mentions darkness, it's talking about ignorance. And so you would need to know that if the enemy, and we all agreed, that he operates in darkness, what Jesus is saying, this is so important, is the enemy can operate in the areas of our life that have darkness, which is translated ignorance. In other words, I want you to hear this, that the enemy can operate in the areas of our life that we do not know the truth. 
So if I don't know the truth in a certain area, and let me say this, I am ignorant in a certain area when it comes to relationships, when it comes to finances, whatever it may be, that is the area that the enemy can operate in my life. Why? Because he can operate in darkness. The only area that the enemy can come against me or have access to my life is the area that I give him access to. The only area, because why? Because he's defeated. Jesus actually defeated. But I will tell you this, the areas in your life that you don't know the truth, the areas in our life that have darkness in it, ignorance to the word of God, you better know this, that the enemy tries to run wild in those areas because those areas are dark. You know, we say this even today, don't keep me in the dark about this. Or I can't believe that you kept me in the dark about this. We use that terminology today. In other words, you didn't show me, you didn't show me, you didn't tell me. And so there could be areas of our lives that when there's darkness, ignorance of the word of God, the enemy comes in and he tries to steal. And it's in those areas of darkness or ignorance that I'm going to tell you we stumble the most. Do you know, we have this thing at our family that my wife and my son laugh at me all the time. I have a history of stubbing my two little toes. I am always stubbing my toes. I have stubbed my toes probably twice on this side, twice on this side this year alone. All right. And I'm not talking about stubbing like, ah, 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 ah. I'm talking about my toe is swollen purple. I cannot walk for 30 minutes because I stub. And every time it's like, should we go to the urgent care and get uh, x-rays? I think I broke it. I'm talking about that type of stubbing. The last time I stubbed it, I was in the dark, and most of the time that I do it, it's always in the dark. I stumble the most and stub my toe when I'm in the dark. And I think that my little toe is going, Phil, turn on the light. You're killing me. And you may not think it's a big deal. It's just my little toe. But how many of you know every part of your body God put there for a reason? And now it's, it looks like my two little toes, and thank God I, I thought, how could I illustrate this to you? But I thought, you do not want to see this today. You would not return to my church. You would not return here if you saw my little toes. But they are starting to like turn purple. Isn't that gross? It's just disgusting. And I don't even know if I should wear flip-flops anymore. I have to tell how do, my, how do my toes look, honey? Should I wear these flip-flops? Because I don't want to, you know, I don't want people looking at, oh, man, this dude's toes. What's wrong with him? And little did I, little did, would they know, you know, it just happened probably this month. The lights were out in the house and I stubbed my toe on the couch, uh, just on one of the ends. I mean, it was horrible. But I thought about that today and I thought, how many of us in our lives are stumbling in areas of darkness because we just don't know the word of God in certain areas of our lives? And in those areas that there is darkness, and again, that word means ignorance, the enemy can come in. Let me show you something that Jesus said, and it's pretty powerful. And we've been talking about this at Life Group because that's when the enemy comes in. I can give the enemy access to my life when I operate in ignorance. You know, the Bible says Jesus talks about the parable of the sower. I don't know if you've ever heard this story, but 
Jesus talks about this guy who's sowing seed, and the seed represents the word of God. And so he talks about really four types of soils, which represent four heart or types of heart. And I don't have time to go into them. We went into them at Life Group. But the first type of soil is the wayside soil, which is hard hearted people. And one of the ways that it got hard hearted is because people walked all over it all the time and it made it hard. And so this sower came and he sowed the word of God and he planted this seed. And here's what's amazing. The seed was the same in every heart, but it only produced what it was supposed to produce in the heart that had good ground. But what is amazing is that the first seed is that he, the seed goes into this first type of ground. It's hard hearted ground. And the Bible says this, listen to this in Matthew 13, 19. It says, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches it away that it was sown in his heart. Now keep that scripture up there. I want to show you something. So, the sower is sowing the word of God into a heart. The heart is hard. And guess why it's hard? Listen to this. The heart is hard because the Bible says anyone that hears the word and does not understand it. Now, what does this word understand mean? Because it's going to help us. It doesn't mean, because you might be sitting there going, oh, shoot. I don't understand the word of God. I am in trouble. He's not talking about a person that is opening up the word of God and looking and trying to understand it. That word understand in the Greek actually means this, a person who deflects or a person, let me say it this way, a person who has a willful ignorance towards the word of God. In other words, here comes the word of God to their situation and they say, nope. No, sir. It's a willful ignorance. Now, look, look at this. So when the word or anyone who hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it has a willful ignorance in whatever area. Now, listen, then the wicked one comes. So when does the wicked one come? The wicked one comes then. When, then, when, then, when, then, when, then, then, when, when, then, then is when you reject the word of God. Then the enemy has the authority to come in and steal from your life. When, then, then, when you, and here's the reality is that some of us go, man, I'm really good ground, Pastor Phil, in certain areas of our life. And at Life Group, we talked about looking into our heart, and it's good, my church family, to look inside our heart and examine our hearts. Because there's areas that we are really good ground, and there's other areas that we're hard ground. Let me give you an example. There are some people who are good ground when it comes to their generosity to the poor. Oh, Pastor Phil, and just pray for me this week because this week we have a meeting. But there's some people here in, uh, in Marietta who have apartments and they house homeless people. Isn't that amazing? And so we're going to go and see how we can help them. Maybe we can... Uh, give them socks. We can give them different things. I mean, I'm just excited about this meeting, but going back to our lesson today, there are people who, man, they love the poor and I will give to the poor and they're very good ground when it comes to the poor. But when it comes to somebody who's hurt them, they will not forgive. And so in the areas of relationship, they're hard. And here's what happens. Listen, here comes the word of God in this area. Forgive. Come on, forgive your mother-in-law. Come on, somebody. Forgive. Forgive her. And you're like, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna. Listen, listen, listen. 
blankety blank blank. You, you just, oh, here, I'll, I'll give to the poor. So in one area of your life, you're really good ground. And guess what happens in the area of your life that you are good ground? This word will produce. See, there's nothing wrong with the seed. There's nothing wrong with this word. Because actually, when it gets into good ground, the Bible says that there's such a harvest. My church family, this word is so powerful. It will produce a harvest, and it will not return void in your life. And so the last Heart condition was great. So in the areas that I have hard-heartedness, I won't forgive my mother-in-law. Now listen, that is a willful ignorance of the word of God. And watch what happens. I don't want to share that word. And in that area, it's darkness, a willful ignorance. And here comes the enemy. He'll whisper in your ear, yeah, you shouldn't forgive. Nobody knows what your mother-in-law did to you. Nobody knows what she said to you. And you're like, yeah. And guess what happens in that one area of your life? A root of bitterness starts to, to spring up. And you know what happens eventually? That area, the one area, starts to affect other areas of your life. And pretty soon, you're not feeding the poor anymore because you're so bitter because in one area of your life, you were not good ground. And my church family, it's good to look in our heart and say, what areas am I good ground? Here's an indicator. What areas are you defensive about are usually the areas that we can be hard-hearted. And so when does the enemy come? When there is a willful ignorance. There are people who will not hear what the word of God has to say about their financial situation. And you know what happens? Because of that willful ignorance, they see the enemy come in. And when does he come in? When? Then. When? Then. When is then? When there's a willful ignorance. Mm -mm, A hard heart. Are you learning something this morning? And you say, Pastor Phil, why is this such a big deal? in terms of light and darkness and being ignorant. You know, the Bible says this in Hosea chapter four, verse six, it says that people are destroyed for their lack of knowledge. I hear people say this all the time. Well, what I don't know doesn't hurt me. That's not the word of God. That's not what the word of God says. The word of God says that what you don't know will destroy you. Let me try this side over here. What the word of God says is that what you don't know has the opportunity to destroy you. Well, I, I just stay ignorant. Well, you know what? The enemy's gonna run rapid in your life. And guess, look at this scripture. This is, this is amazing to me. And I study the scriptures. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not one of those guys when I read the Bible, like I read five chapters today. Well, what did you learn? Absolutely nothing, but I read five chapters. I'm not that guy. I get stuck. Like, I will start reading, and three verses in, I'm like, and I will stop, and I just meditate on that, and then I will go away. Because I've done that. I've I've read through. It's good to read through the Bible. Don't get me wrong. But I know people, like, I read through. Yeah, well, what did you learn? Nothing. So I like to allow the Holy Spirit to move. Look what he says. My people are destroyed from a lack of knowledge. Because why? When did the destruction come in? Because you have rejected knowledge. So the destruction comes only when, when I reject knowledge. And I'm going to tell you, 
today's world, Facebook people, everybody's got an opinion. And my opinion, and, and okay, all right. But you know what? If your knowledge doesn't go along with this knowledge, I do not care. Because I need to know this. This is what's going to get me forward. So darkness means ignorant. But here's the good part of today's message, the positive part of today's message. Because in the Bible, darkness means ignorant. Yet the Bible uses the word light. You know what light means in the Bible? Not light bulb. But the word light in the Bible means knowledge. It means knowledge. So you will even see when you read your Bible that light and truth and knowledge are used simultaneously. Darkness, ignorance. Light, what is it? It's knowledge. And so the, I think the best type of knowledge is true knowledge, the truth of the word of God. And so the more that I get into God's word, guess what? The more knowledge I have and the more light I have. And so today, please just don't freak out. And if you have to go to the, the bathroom, just please hold it for just a minute. I just want to give you an illustration. So I'm going to ask uh, some of you, wow, the Holy Spirit's really moving today. How did he know that? I don't know. I just said it. But I'm going to turn the lights out all across here, and we're going to get it totally pitch dark. And just so, so don't, don't, don't be scared. And so we're going to go ahead and shut off all the lights, if you would. We're going to fade out everything today. Everything is going to be absolutely dark. And the Bible says that darkness is ignorance. And then I love this because it's such a great, great analogy that the word of God tells me God's word then is a lamp unto my feet and a light, knowledge, unto my path. You know what the Bible says? This is so fascinating to me. The Bible says, listen to this, that the entrance of God's word brings light. So if I'm up in Big Bear and I'm on a camping trip and I hate camping, I'm just gonna be honest with you so I wouldn't do that. I work a job so I don't have to sleep outside. Come on, somebody. But if I was on a camping trip, which would be a miracle, go out in the middle of the night, probably stub my toe again, I wouldn't go out like this in the middle of the night, right? Because there may be what? Tigers and bears, oh my. Why would I do this? You know what I would do? I would make sure that I have light. But so many people in areas of their life live like this. They're in total darkness. And God says this, if you will get inside my word, I will illuminate your life. I would illuminate any area in your finances and your relationships so you can have light and so that you can see and you don't have to live in darkness. You know what's amazing? I love Jesus said, I am the light. Jesus said, I am the truth. Many say, and many have gone before us to say, we are seekers of truth. And you know what Jesus said? He said, I am the truth. You can turn the lights back on. If you gotta go to the bathroom, you can go now. The entrance of his word, any area of your life, bring his word into it and you will see light. So today as we close, I wanna give you three reasons why truth is so important. Because if the Bible associates light and truth, what, why is truth so important? Let me give you three reasons. Number one, truth is a revealer. When you turn the lights on, that's when you see the spider webs. 
When you turn the lights on, that's when everything comes out in the open. Light uncovers. Truth uncovers. Light cannot be hidden in darkness. You know, the prophet Nathan came to David. David had committed adultery. David had put Uriah, uh, her uh, Bathsheba's husband, who he committed adultery with, he put Uriah in the front of the line of, of the battle, and he got killed. And what was interesting is that David was an adulterer and a murderer. And Nathan comes up to him, tells him a story, and basically calls him out. And my church family, if you ever want to read a, a psalm of repentance, heartfelt, a guy looking at his heart, read Psalm 51. It is powerful. And David prays this prayer. I, I hold on to this prayer. In, in Psalms chapter 51, 6, this is what he said. David says, God, behold, you desire truth in the inward parts. You desire truth in the inward parts. In the hidden parts, you will make known wisdom. My church family, is there any parts in your life today that are hidden, that are in darkness, ignorance, David said, look, you want truth. You want truth. Truth is so important because it uncovers pain. You know, you can only live in pain for so long. Can I hear a good amen today? Have you ever had someone deceive you? Have you ever had someone not tell you the truth? Have you ever made a decision based on information or knowledge that you have, that you got, it was the wrong knowledge, and it turned out to be a lie? And what happened? What happened? See, that's not God's will. And so he wants us to have light. And here's the good news. When God's truth comes, it brings God's knowledge to you into that situation. And God will shed a light on that situation. It's not an easy prayer to say, God, be truthful. God, hear what? All right, I want to be honest with myself. Let me ask you a question. If you were honest today, you don't have to raise your hand, but what's really going on in you? What really is, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Is there some secret pain? Is there some secret stuff that you don't want anybody to know about? And God knows, but here's what he wants you to do. He wants to shine his light on you to reveal so you can get rid of those areas and be free. Can you say a good amen this morning? So truth is a revealer. Number two, truth is infallible. God's truth is infallible. It's never failing, always effective. It works, never fails. I love what Numbers chapter 23 verse 19 says. God is not a man that he should lie. Isn't it interesting that the, the devil, his name is the father of all lies, and then God says, I can't even lie. That's one of the things that God cannot do. God cannot lie. He can't lie. This truth is so powerful in John chapter 8, verse 12. Then Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me, listen to these words, shall not walk in darkness. He who follows me will walk in knowledge and will not walk in ignorance. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but walk in light. And God's word, the Bible says, is so infallible. This word right here, the Bible, God's word holds the universe together. I love it. Hebrews 1.3. He is the radiance of the glory of God, an exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe 
by the word of his power. My church family, if this word is strong enough to hold the universe in place, do you think this word is strong enough to hold your marriage in place? Do you think that if this word is so powerful to hold the universe that it can hold your finances in place? Let me say this. Do you think that if this word and believe that this word is so powerful that it holds the universe together that it can hold your life together? If you allow it, the truth to reveal and it to be infallible. You know, Jesus said that if you will listen to these words and do them, you'll be like a wise man who built his house on a rock. And ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't matter what comes against that house, you will stand. You will stand. God's word is infallible, infallible. And here's the last one for today. And this is my favorite. The Bible says this, that truth has freeing power. Freeing power. John 8, 32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Now, I want you to hear this statement. A lot of people say, oh, truth will set me free. But that's not what the entire scripture says. The, the scripture says this. It's the truth you know that will set you free. There's truth out there. There's truth coming to you right now from the word of God. Truth is coming to you. But until you allow this to get inside of you, you will not be free. But this has the power to free every addiction. This has the power to free you from financial debt if you apply these principles. But here's the key. It's the truth that you know that will set you free. You know, I have a six-year-old son. And he's getting into this whole stage of, I know, Dad. I know. I'm six years old and you are 45 years old. Who do you think you are? I'm six and I know. So how do I know if he knows? I watch what he does. Because he can look at me till he's blue in the face and say, I know. I like to say this. If you know and not do, you don't know. Because when you really know, you will do what you know. And this truth has freeing power. And I know that if I allow truth to come in, freedom can come in. In the areas of my parenting, that as much as I will allow truth to come in, you know what? I can be free in relationships, free from bitterness. What about this? As this truth can come in, I can be free to worship God and have a relationship with God. I wonder how many people, even today, my church family, don't have a great relationship with God because they still have guilt. Even in worship today, you may sit here and go, man, I just, you know, it's so sweet. I love these songs, but I just don't feel like I'm connected because of guilt. But see, when truth comes in and you understand that you are forgiven by the blood of Jesus and the Bible says that his blood cleanses us with an S, cleanses, not cleanses, so his blood is so powerful right now as you sit there it's cleansing you from sin it's cleansing you it's moving his power is alive right now so you don't have to be feel guilty you don't have to feel the shame we are forgiven and when I know that truth I can raise my hands up in the air raise them like I just do care and I can worship God freely why because the truth I know has set me free come on let's give him a good round of applause today because he wants truth to set us free. You know, 
The Bible talks about praise and worship. The Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his people. Listen, I never knew what that meant, but this is what it means. Right here, Phil Valdez, when I begin to offer up praise, he enthrones himself right in the middle of my praise. So what does that mean, Pastor Phil? This is what it means. If he's enthroning my, himself in the middle of my situation, everything else has to be dethroned. So when he sits and enthrones himself on my praises, listen, depression has to be dethroned. When he sits in the middle and enthrones himself right in my life, guess what? Insecurity has to be dethroned and confidence begins to come because when God enthrones himself, everything else is dethroned. So when you come in and we worship God together, we worship freely. And as you begin to sing these songs, God, right in the middle of your situation, enthrones himself. Everything else has to go. But see, that's why I sing. That's why I lift my hands because I know that despite where I'm at, despite what's going on in my life, if I will praise, chains can be broken. God will enthrone himself right in the middle of my situation. Now, let me say this. Some people are like, well, I don't want to praise because I'm not perfect. I don't want to praise because I got this in my life. I don't want to praise. Well, you know what? You need to praise because when you praise, that's when he enthrones himself and he'll take care of your needs. Yeah, come on, give him a good round of applause. So it's the truth we know. You say, Pastor Phil, why would you add this in the Think series? Because of the statement that we started out to make and what Jesus said. Jesus said, therefore, take heed that the light which is in you is not darkness. This is what Jesus was saying. We need to take heed that the knowledge that we have inside of us, listen to this, is true knowledge. Not just our opinion, because what I am thinking and meditating on, I am becoming. And so if I am believing a lie, I will live a lie. Because if the light that's inside of me, the knowledge that's inside of me is the wrong knowledge, I will live the wrong way. And Jesus said, take heed that the knowledge that is inside of you is not darkness. What a tragedy with such truth to live an ignorant life. And I will be a testament today to say the areas that I have stumbled the most are the areas that I did not allow God's word to penetrate in my heart. Can we just be honest today? And today, if we will allow his word to come in, it will bring light. And Proverbs says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Thank you for listening today. We hope that you were encouraged and uplifted by today's message. For more information on Passion Life Church, visit us online at passionlifechurch.com 